0: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to a new episode of After the Buzzer Hockey Podcast. I'm your host, Alicia Swidalaire, alongside my co-host.
1: Rahil Vatalingam, Alicia. It's been a while, but we have an excuse this time.
0: We do have an excuse.
1: Tell everyone the excuse. What? No, you go for it, because you were hit harder than me. So you tell everyone what happened.
0: So I did get the booster shot for the protection of COVID-19, and I felt like shit for about a couple days. So I feel a lot better. (laughs) I was pale. I was, like, body aching, feverish, but um, 100% brutal. right now. Yeah, it was disgusting. How yeah, I got
1: my I got my booster, I think, almost almost a, just over a week ago. And, like, I was only for a day. So, like, I told Alicia, like, listen, can we just pull off, the push yeah. off the one day? Because the one day I felt bad. And then the next day she was like, I still feel that crap. And you got Pfizer, too, which is the one that a lot of people usually say is the better one.
0: I know. So, who knows anymore? I'm so over this COVID <laughs> nonsense. We need to nonsense. move on with our lives and... There was a one thing that was a touchy subject i know what a lot of stuff is going around in montreal with the being mm-hmm. locked down and it's affecting people's mental health um I there's agree. this is it's it's crazy if you think about it this we thought was going to last a couple of weeks it's now been yeah. over two years and um it's not looking good for people in canada right now us seems to be having a time of their lives still but not yeah. looking good in canada
1: yeah it's looking a little did you see what the the premier announced in quebec did this morning or this afternoon i
0: did about the people possibly getting fined for yeah that's the, that's, the, real,
1: that's gonna be oh man jesus christ <laughs> you're gonna the see suck, streets? and now you can get fined for that that's uh, it's an interesting time to be in quebec Dude,
0: you're gonna see the streets filled with people
1: oh for sure it's gonna be and that
0: should be banking the news just an fyi
1: oh for real yeah okay
0: let's talk some hockey here Let's do it. Evander Kane, he just loves being in the news. Again, so he's been officially terminated uh, from the San Jose Sharks, contract gone. And now he's a free agent. So a couple of teams interested. Right now, I think the Hot Runners, the Edmonton Oilers.
1: 100%. Now,
0: I'm a person that believes in second chances to Mm -hmm. a certain degree. Yeah. With the Evander Kane situation, I would give him the second chance, but there needs to be strict rules in place. If he cannot follow the rules, Mm -hmm. see you later.
1: Yeah, I think that's good. Yeah, that's 100% makes sense. And I mean, like, especially with it's not just like, oh, he has like, like baggage. It's like the type of baggage he has that makes it really like, oh, I don't know if I want to do this. Like, I, I don't know how I'd feel if I'm Connor McDavid, like. You want to be a better team, but like, do you want someone like that in the locker room, Alicia? I'm not so sure.
0: Well, here's the thing. If I'm Connor McDavid, I'm going to have a private conversation with him. If he gets signed Mm -hmm. with Edmonton, say, buddy, listen up. I'm the leader here. These are our rules. If you simply cannot follow them and make our locker room toxic, because right now they're they're spiraling out of control, they can't win Mm -hmm. a game, then he will not be part of the team. It's simple as that. Look at a guy like I mentioned before, Tony D'Angelo.
1: Yeah, he was not
0: l- well liked in the locker room in the Ranger. Caused some conflict. Hey, mm-hmm. Carolina gave him a second chance, gave him a decent contract. I think it was less than a million. And yeah, he was a absolutely. top defenseman for Carolina right now. So yeah. if you just tell these players like smart enough, keep that political or whatever stuff you got going on away from the locker room,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I would give him the chance. I don't know.
1: I I, I doesn't I do mean agree that, that.
0: that, but doesn't mean the Edmonton Oilers are a bad organization for doing that. I, not at all. No. So I know Ken Holland came out with a press conference today and was explaining why they talked to <laughs> his agent. Dude,
1: but- Ken Holland is the most the confusing fun. general manager ever. He he's out here talking about, like, <laughs> I believe in second chances directly related to an Evander Kane quote, I believe. So it's like, you're clearly, like, you want to improve your team. But he apparently said, like, he's not willing to trade his first rounder this year or, like, prospects to get better. Like, if oh, I'm, I'm Connor not- McDavid, I'm <laughs> sitting there like, Bro, how many more points do you want me to get a season? Like, I can't do it all, man. And he's not even doing it all. He has dry settled to Alicia.
0: Well, what's failing? Goaltending. Yeah. Goal is a major issue in Edmonton that they never seem to actually focus on. And it's getting to a point now where they have to come playoff time, even if they make the playoffs. Right now, it doesn't look too good for the end mm-hmm. of
1: yeah. but
0: you're telling me you wouldn't trade a first-round pick to get a decent goaltender? Give me Jerry a Okay, prices
1: available. Hey, Edmonton, Carrie Price. Care with, that price.
0: Lovely, with that lovely contract. Holy shit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, I, I do agree. I think all the things are a huge issue. And I mean, listen, Ken Holland, like you should definitely be just, I understand not selling the farm or like selling the future, but you should be trying to improve your team. And if it costs you a first round pick this year, you do it. You well, got you to improve it. your team.
0: Yeah, I agree, man. So we'll keep a close eye on the Evander Kane situation. Mm-hmm. I think he lands there. I know there was obviously a rumor Toronto team involved.
1: Toronto's in on every single player day. in the world.
0: I, you're gonna see all the players that are up for trade bait. You're gonna see Toronto on every little Toronto. Player. Yeah. It, <laughs> please, please, the media makes me laugh.
1: That's that's a different that's a different thing. That's just it's <laughs> Toronto's the center of the hockey Pickleball.
0: universe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jack Eichel seen practicing with the Vegas Golden Knights, which is huge. Mm-hmm. I mean, Vegas is gonna look deadly when he's hundred percent. Like yeah. They're,
1: watch out for vegas that's that's their one key missing piece i mean you got stone you got patch ready carlson you got petrangelo you got like literally they've had everything and like that was their achilles heel last year against montreal was exactly. they, like their center depth like or that was their yeah. forward depth but their center depth was even worse you throw jack eichel out there with patch Ready and stone like that's arguably a top four line in the oh. league already and he's 100
0: healthy Come yeah, on.
1: Exactly. And even Jack Eichel, this, uh, they, they uh, talked to him after the skate today, and he was like, it feels like it's Christmas for me. Like, I, I felt so bad for him when he was on Buffalo because, like, he was just, like, sad. You don't like seeing sad hockey players who are very good lose their motivation to play hockey. And, like, man, he looks fired up now. Like, when he's I 100% feel, yeah, Alicia.
0: Oh, watch out. But I feel like that whole situation that happened with Eichel and the camp and the surgery, not wanting to do it on Buffalo side, Mm-hmm. I just thought it was messy and it's so toxic. Like, happy that he he's moved, but Yeah. why would you send him to a team like Vegas and the return wasn't great? It was it not. Was great. Like, okay, it like, was okay, but like, yeah, He still his prime. You could have got yeah. a little bit more for it, but I, anyways, I, I do think so. I anyways, think so. Tuka Rask officially yeah. signed for one year with Boston. So, mm-hmm. which is great for Rask. You like to see him come up and be positive, and Boston's looking really well two in the standing so that might give them a nice little booster as well what do you think
1: yeah i think i think raska I, I mean listen it's it's like one year one million dollars but it's prorated so they're only paying him like six hundred thousand dollars it's a great deal for boston yeah. uh it sucks for me because i have linus allmark in fantasy so uh, oh. i'm losing some of my goaltending yep, starts starts <laughs> but um i don't know it brings up an interesting question like you have you have tuca obviously you're obviously gonna try and get him some starts and let's say theoretically alicia he plays like Tuca from the last three years, which I yeah. believe Jay Fresh Hockey said. um, If he, he took the last uh, three years of Tuga Rask, he's like a top ten goalie in the league. Oh, so if oh. you have Rask play at that caliber, who's 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 behind him? Is it Swayman? Is it Allmark? Who do you go with there, Alicia?
0: I don't know. I don't know. You're putting me on the spot here.
1: <laughs> go with Allmark just so I can get more fantasy okay, points, please. <laughs> That's an interesting scenario, though, and like we talked about it just at the beginning, like Edmonton, like maybe Boston flips one of those other two guys over to Edmonton, gets 100%. something in return.
0: Use your head, buddy. This GM 100%. better use his head. I don't understand. He's a clown sometimes.
1: One hundred percent.
0: And last but not least, Malcolm making his debut tonight against the uh, Anaheim Ducks after coming yep. off an off-season knee injury and knee surgery that he that he had. Pittsburgh's on a roll, are they not, uh, Rahel.
1: They're absolutely killing everyone they like run into. Like they're 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 a, <laughs> just a giant snowball that's just you know built momentum and it just keeps going. They're nine and one in their last ten. Wow. They're currently fourth in the Metro, which is kind of surprising. But I mean they're rough. They, they weren't that great at the beginning. No, and they've cool kind of turned it around now. So I mean, you throw Evgeny Malkin when listen when this guy's on his game. I mean, he's he's an amazing center and an amazing player. You you put him on that team when they were nine and one in their last ten. I mean, listen, Pittsburgh. If you're a Pens fan out there, I'm feeling pretty good, man. Like you guys could easily finish top two in that division I mean, now if you guys keep doing it. If he what has do you a think, Alicia?
0: If he has a hot start, Malcolm, and he's 100 healthy mm-hmm. and he has his he has his legs under his feet, whatever, this guy's gonna be back to the way he was and playing on a line. I don't know who's he playing on a line with because he might be shifting up and down because yeah. of what's going on and who they have right now in the lineup. That's clearly mm-hmm. working, so it'll kind of be um, nice to see what's going to go on there.
1: Yeah, it's exciting if you're a Pens fan, though, for 100%. sure.
0: Hundred percent. So let's let's talk about the lovely Sens and Habs because they both oh, yeah. suck. Let's, <laughs> just talk, let's just talk about how the Sens haven't played a game since New Year's Day, and it's and I'm getting to a point where it's just like <laughs> every day I know something's gonna come up saying, "Oh, yep. this game's postponed." <laughs> What is there even to talk about right now about the Sens? That prospect Jake it's going to the Olympics for Team USA. Kudos to mm. him. That's big step. Michael Delzado has been really killing it down in Belleville right now.
1: Mm. I guess
0: I think like seven points in the last couple of games. So
1: That many? Wow. Good for him.
0: Well, well he hasn't been doing much in the NHL, so might as well. At least he's
1: producing somewhere. I mean, like, take it.
0: With that $2 million contract still <laughs> makes me sick. <laughs> but yeah i think he might be going to the olympics for team canada there's some interest there Mm -hmm. um so we'll keep an eye on that Gus the bus has been sent down to unfortunately Belleville. i didn't particularly like this move i would Mm -hmm. have loved to see him come up with foysburg honestly matt murray's just annoying me right now he's that game against toronto was just disgusting and i don't blame all the goals on him yeah but majority of the goals did fall on his shoulders like how could you not bounce back like what is the issue here? Like, this is getting tiring. You're getting that much money. You can't even save a bloody beach ball. Come on.
1: Like, I don't know if it's a, co- it's definitely confidence related, but I don't know if that's the only thing with Matt Murray. But like, when, when you're sending down a goalie and your fans are going, like, oh, we wish you sent down like the guy who's making more money instead because he's been more off. That's an issue. Like, that's a huge issue. That's a red flag for sure.
0: And I'm not, I'm not saying our defense is stellar. Like, no, mm-hmm. we don't have the best defense in the league, but Jesus Christ, there's some <laughs> saves. You just got to save it. You have a glove friggin' with holes in it to save the bloody puck, mm-hmm. and you can't even do that. It drives <laughs> me insane. No, like, what What else? I don't know how many games Ottawa's games have been postponed. There's about, I don't know, 20 of them at this, at this rate. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to be able to play every single game. Well, oh, that's no, something that's we'll have to happen-
1: talk about. Cause I mean, even Montreal, like they're on the same thing right now. Like, like they're, how can you
0: make up those uh, games? How, how
1: gotta find a way they'll, they'll improvise. I don't know how Alicia, but, um, you guys definitely, it's going to be interesting for Ottawa because you had that little issue with COVID at the be- like beginning, and like seems, November.
0: Yes. And that's, what's happening to a lot of teams right now. And they're kind of mm-hmm. getting what we had, but here's my issue going again. Those games that we had eight to ten players out should have been postponed. Now yeah. that costs us, plus now games that we couldn't play against those teams because those American teams got postponed because they had mm-hmm. eight. Not even eight players were held. They had five to six players with COVID that got postponed.
1: Yeah. Oh,
0: I don't know what the NHL is doing right now. It's To me, they're just all over the map. And here's You guys were point. like the
1: – you, you, you know that story or, like, that stereotype where, like, the, the older sibling, like, gets in trouble, but the younger one gets away with so much more? That's almost like, that's you guys. Like, Ottawa's like, ah, screw it. They could play with half their roster. Then with, like, it's like, to another team, like, Carolina gets it, it's like, no, no, not Carolina. Like, we have to postpone everything. Yes,
0: exactly. That's how I feel. That's how I feel. And it's true because they've proven it so many times. Yeah. I don't know what's going to go on. I definitely don't see them playing every single game that's been postponed.
1: I don't it's just
0: think not, so. It's just not going to happen. And sadly, it is what it is. What is there to talk about? What is there to
1: talk about? <laughs> well, to
0: talk
1: about? See, the, the, the great thing is is I can relate because there's nothing to talk about the Habs. But the <laughs> one good difference is, is I'm looking for a GM at least. So I got at least a little bit extra than Alicia to talk about. At this so,
0: point,
1: yeah. <laughs> we'll get into that a bit. But like Alicia and the Sens, like Montreal, they're they're they haven't played since uh, New Year's Day either, but they're like you go through their depth chart, Alicia. Like, I know the Sens had it bad. Montreal is like, you look at this and you're like, holy crap. I believe wow. at one point in the last two weeks, Nick Suzuki, Jonathan Drouin, I use a <laughs> French accent, Ooh. and Brett Kulak are the only three regulars who played. Wow. There's ECHL guys getting called up, getting put on COVID protocol. <laughs> it's so bad Alicia we have like 20 something players on COVID
0: that's that's brutal but here I'm gonna go back to something mm-hmm. knowing that this pandemic is still going on knowing that COVID's still around and even yeah. though both teams have been fully vaccinated including their staff and and management mm-hmm. why wasn't there a taxi squad just in case something were to happen that should have been taking place again See, the NHL failed sorry they did
1: The thing is, Alicia, is you're assuming the NHL and the commissioner will do proactively good things and be smart when that's like the last thing that the NHL does. They always they're so behind in like reacting.
0: Yeah, I agree. You you know
1: when you play video games and you have bad Internet and like you react like a second later and it's like lagging. That's what the NHL does. They're just lagging the whole time.
0: What like do you think this thing? Oh, just because everyone's vaccinated, nothing was going to happen. God forbid. Look what happened
1: look what happened yeah the one saving grace I think well I don't even know if I'd call it a saving grace if I'm a Habs fan but like if you're if you're a Montreal Canadiens fan right now you're looking at this and you're like man COVID's ravaging the team you're basically putting up AHL lineups against Florida and all these guys and stuff like that but you're in a full-on tank teardown year that's the difference between Ottawa is like I'm kind of sitting here like Okay, this sucks, but, like, if this helps me drop another 10 points and I get first overall, I'm, I'm like, okay, I'll take it with a grain of salt, sure. But Alicia's sitting here, like, my team's supposed to be, like, up and coming, and COVID's screwing us up. I don't like this. So, I don't know how you're going to deal with it, Alicia. But I'm um, not. I- I'm
0: having a glass of wine a night,
1: like, at this point. I <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> might as well have one right now.
0: I have a bottle
1: instead at this point, <laughs> so yeah, not much to talk about for either of our teams. But the one good piece of news about Montreal is um the GM stuff that's going on. So the first round of uh general manager interviews are going on right now, they're just finishing up according to Pierre Lebrun. Patrick Waugh is confirmed Bad. to have been interviewed, which is interesting, and I do want to get your thoughts on that in a second, Alicia. But so the Habs are finishing up their first round of GM interviews. Um, most of the candidates have been interviewed. Um, there was about 10 of them, I believe, in the first round. They're probably going to go to about four or three in the second round. And the second round is going to be in person. So as an outsider, Alicia, who are you rooting for to get this job? Because we've heard saw, some names.
0: Yes, I, I saw another name such as Roberto Lalongo. Oh, I kind of like that.
1: Bobby Lou would be something special, man. Just the way he is as a person. I feel like that would be such a breath of fresh air for Montreal fans.
0: Oh, 100%. You know, there's always a good guy to have, like Patrick Wah, in mm-hmm. the organization. Do I see as a fit? Could be. But what Lou did with the Canadian Olympic roster team that would have went the Olympics, mm-hmm. um, it looked good. So... I think he has obviously some knowledge there, but being yeah. a GM with the with the guidance of what's that guy that got hired? Jeff
1: for- Jeff Gordon.
0: Yeah, I think yeah. those two would make a great team.
1: I do agree with that, and and it is a trend I've been seeing a lot more players like e- even earlier today, Nick Lit- Nick Littrum got announced as like VP yeah. for Detroit somewhere. A lot of former players are getting these higher up roles. So I mean, like other people besides Luongo, like Daniel Briere would be nice, a little lesser known name for most people. Matthew Darsh used to play for Montreal. Yes. He's being considered as well. I love seeing these players take these roles, Alicia. I don't know about yeah, you, but just I love it. seeing them and like and the thing is, is like it's not like it's some guy who played in the 90s. Like Bobby Lou played like in the 2010s. He played yeah. in like the era that or the decade that just passed. Like he knows the type of hockey that's being played today. He knows what <laughs> exactly. to look for and what to expect. And I mean, you throw it all, all on top. Like, you got a funny guy like Bobby Lou, who's an awesome follow on Twitter oh, when he that. was tweeting and stuff before. Like, he's awesome there. I do think the one thing the Montreal Canadiens need to remember is with this GM situation here, this is going to be a bright spot in a lot of people's season because the season has been so abysmal, so disappointing. And, you know, you're basically tearing it down now. You haven't admitted it, but you basically are tearing it down. So I just hope they make the right choice for the team, but also realize the significance of this. Cause, like, this could be arguably the starting point of, like, Maybe 10 years down the road, the Habs are a dynasty all of a sudden. Like, that's really wishful okay. thinking. But this could be the starting point of something huge. And after such a bad season, you got to make sure that you sell this in, like, a, hey, guys. Like, I know it sucked, but, like, hey, here's our, you know, our savior. Oh, my God. It's Roberto okay. Luongo.
0: <laughs> like, that would be huge for the organization.
1: Huge. That would be huge. I know a lot of connections fans said. said.
0: Does he speak French?
1: Oh, yeah. Bobby Luno's a bit of <laughs> French. Listen, listen, listen. That's one thing that we've touched about on this podcast too, bro. Just get whoever the hell can just is the best. I don't care. Job
0: done. Google Translate.
1: Go get. You're the Montreal Canadiens. You can hire a translator and put it in every single French person's house if you wanted to. You can figure out a way to do it.
0: There's ways.
1: Alicia, we have nothing to talk about. So I want to talk about something a little different than we've usually done. since hockey's been a little bored well not boring there's literally been none for both of our teams in the last (laughs) couple weeks why do we do some early mid-season it's not the mid-season yet but it's close to the mid-season why don't we do some award predictions you think you'd like that i
0: like it let's do it so
1: let's start off with the heart which is obviously for the most valuable player as of right now i mean you listen goaltenders and defensemen like always should be considered but it's going to a forward. Let's be honest; it's always going to a forward. forward. So as of right now, the top five forward in the league, uh, the forwards in the league, Alicia Huberto's in fifth with forty-six points in thirty-five games. Nazim Kadri's in fourth,
0: wow, with forty-six
1: points in twenty-nine games. Ovi with fifty-two and thirty-seven. Drysider with fifty-three and thirty-four. And McDavid with fifty-three and thirty-three. Alicia, you had to award the Hart Trophy this season, right now. Or your prediction for who's gonna win in the end? Who do you go with?
0: It's, this is tough because I have two in my head right now. Mm-hmm. I have Connor McDavid on one side, and I have Ovi on the other. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I'm going back to McDavid and those goals that he scored.
1: Mm-hmm. Not
0: only as he leading in points, obviously, but
1: ah, uh, it's tough.
0: Is, I'm gonna go with Connor McDavid. You I'm know what? Go with Connor McDavid on that one. That you, one's tough because I would have went with Ovi.
1: It's tough, but like you really can't go wrong with picking Connor McDavid. Like, I mean, dude's on fire, he's tied for the league league in points with his teammates. And I I don't know who I could pick here. It's the same thing with you. It's tough. Oh. Personally, like I, I I'm this this isn't how like voting's done. Like, you know, they just vote for like the best players and like you know, most points or whatever it is. But for me, there's two things I look at I look at the supporting cast. And I look at like the team as well, like and that factors in a lot towards my pick because like I look at a team where it's like okay, like McDavid and Drysaitel, amazing, and I think McDavid will probably win it, but he has sidle with him. Like those guys just like like just get hundred and twenty points easy, yeah. like just snap their fingers.
0: Dynamic duel.
1: Yeah, I would love to see either Ovi win it or Jonathan Huberto.
0: Ooh, I like your I, things with I
1: think he's been a criminally underrated player for the last little while oh, and I mean listen you're putting up top five like points on a Florida team that's a big surprise I think Hubert was a giant contributor to that and I mean listen the heart goes to the player that's the most valuable I think if you take McDavid off of Edmonton Edmonton can still somewhat float with Dreisaitl Ovi gets affected a bit. Kadri doesn't really get affected. I think Huberto, you take Huberto off Florida, they're they're way different. So oh, yeah. I'd they're, be going they're for leading, Huberto.
0: They're leading the East, are they not?
1: I believe oh, yeah, they are, oh, actually. Yeah, yeah. They
0: are. They're ahead of Tampa right now, and they have 35 games played, and Tampa has 37. Wow.
1: I wonder I wonder where the first Ottawa Senator is on here. Oh, God. Do you want to look this up for fun? Yeah, do it. <laughs> okay, so I don't know where on the list, but Drake Batherson has 28 and 24. That's pretty good, though.
0: Hey, that's not bad.
1: And then you look at Montreal, and it's like, oh, my God, Suzuki with 19 and 34. Yikes.
0: <laughs> well, that's them not playing a lot of games. Number one, number two, he hasn't had a hot start after signing that contract. Isn't
1: exactly. That right? so. That's, yeah. So yeah. it's understandable. So, oh, our, yeah, Lord. none of our guys are winning it, so we don't need to worry about that. Ciao. But let's move on to the Norris Alicia. So top five oh. defensemen. One thing I want to get out of the way, it bugs me that the Norris, it almost feels like it just goes to whoever gets the most points as a defenseman.
0: I agree. Same thing when I even watched Eric Carlson win it two two times in a row. mm
1: -hmm. um,
0: He had the most points. Sorry, not in a row. They weren't like back to back. But But they
1: were close. They were close in a couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll go through the top five again. I'm going to go one through five this time. So first in points is Victor Hedman with 36 and 37 games. Very good. Adam Fox second. He won it last year, I believe with 36 yep. points in 37 games. Roman Yossi's in third with 34 in 34. That's a nice little surprise there. He's a very good defenseman, but just Nashville in general has been a nice surprise this season. Yeah. John Carlson in fourth with 37, 32 points, in 37 games. And then fifth is kale McCarr. Now you'll understand why he's in fifth here. He has 31 points, but it's in 28 games played. So he hasn't been able to play that many games. I don't know if that's because of injury or covid but he's the only top five player who's over a point per game this one's a no-brainer
0: this one's a no-brainer um obviously makar i love his style play he's such Mm -hmm. a great defenseman i also really like john carlson he's one of my fantasy favorites uh, always to have on my team but makar is just like he's disgusting he's unreal did you see He's that a highlight show? generator.
1: That's what oh he is. Oh, my God.
0: Just watching him move the puck and mm-hmm. the way he skates is just, wow. I who, did
1: like... he, who was that one goal against that was, like, all over social media? I can't oh forget. Who he, was it, it, was it was or Chicago. It was Chicago.
0: Yeah, yeah. Sure. Bro,
1: like, that's that's <laughs> the kind of goal I score on HL 22 and, like, ESHL when I'm playing against, like, level 10s or something. Like, that's unbelievable. And I understand it's three-on-three, three, but the way this kid skates shoots has the confidence and he backs it up defensively he's a defensively sound defenseman he's not this like brent That's burns who would go out and yeah. score a lot and then just like give up a ton of turnovers so you know what alicia i do think it's 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 gonna be kill McCarr. i think it is i think I he's that. gonna catch up on points he's on such a stacked team in colorado that hope that helped come back from a 4-1 lead or 4-1 down against the leafs we always so, uh, love
0: that type of game right
1: I was at my girlfriend's house and like her dad was watching. He was like, Yeah, look, it's four one. Like, hold I was like, watch them blow it again. And in the morning, I was like, Boom. Oh my god, they blow it, it
0: happened. <laughs> it happened. Are we are we even surprised though at this point? No. You know, they no, they love blowing leads. I'll never it, forget that one against Ottawa last it's, year. It's it's right? the one
1: child you have as a kid where you've told them 30 times not to do something and they do it and they hurt themselves, and you're just like, whatever. I'm sorry. I'm, like,
0: like, I'm gonna say this right now: Matthews looks defensively weak this season. I don't know. Is it because he's coming off that injury? He doesn't. I'm sorry. It looks like he just gives up. That last play in OT against Colorado, he just gave up. What kind of player does that? I do know.
1: I do know what you're talking about. And it did look like he kind of like overcommitted and then got caught. And then he just kind of gave up. But Alicia with the hot takes.
0: Let's go. Let's go.
1: I'm loving it. I'm loving it. (laughs) All right. Now, this one, the third award we're going to do. And this one, I think, is a really tight race. It's for the Calder. So a lot of people are talking about a clear cut one. I think this is a two horse race though. So I'm going to go through the top five and fifth is Michael Bunting, which just sounds weird. Is he even young or is he like a, like middle-aged guy? I don't even know. Well,
0: I don't know. We'll say middle-aged.
1: Good for him though. I mean, good for him. He's got uh, he's got 20 points, 33 games. That's actually very solid. Fourth is Tanner. Yay. Not, I don't know. G not. I don't know how to say that. I apologize. Tanner 22 points at 36 games. Mort Sider, the defensive wonder in Detroit, is third with 23 points in 36 games. As a defenseman, that's actually very, 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 very good. Yeah. Second is Trevor Zegers, uh, with 27 points in 32 games. And then first is Lucas Raymond with 30 points, but in 36 games. So he's played, he has three more points than Zegris, but he's played four more games. Oof, I'll go good. first this time if you want, go. Alicia. Give you me know, some like, time to think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so things. I think this is between Raymond and I think it's between Zegris, just yeah, personally. My bias goes a bit towards Trevor Ziegris because I think what he's doing is he's more of a highlight generator. The goals and plays, the, the behind the net flip, like that stuff's oh, incredible. Unreal. However, I take into account Anaheim's having a great season. Like Zegris has Troy Terry around with him, which is like Troy Terry was like top three in points at one point, like during the season. He's had a great year. Anaheim's looked good. Detroit's still kind of eh. But Lucas Raymond is still putting up these numbers. So based off of the fact that Raymond's doing it on a worser team, I'm giving it to Lucas Raymond because I think it's just a bit more impressive when you do that. What do you about you, Elisa? Uh, you
0: know what? I'm going to have to agree with you. And what you said about Lucas Raymond, like, wow, oh. who would have thought this yeah. young guy would have been doing this in Detroit. They're not a great team.
1: Of all places. And th- that's exactly it. It'd be, it, it'd be understandable if like, I know they have two guys in the top three in defense and like call their rookie scoring, but like, it's not like Detroit's fighting for a playoff spot. It's not like they're fighting for the top of the division here. That would make some sense. But like this guy's on a mediocre team, a below mediocre team, I would say. And he's putting up almost a point per game stats. You got to give it to Lucas Raymond. I don't think that's to. a doubt. You yeah. have to. All right, Alicia, I think it's everyone's favorite time.
0: It's time for Chooch of the week. Not so, only did this player break someone's nose, but it cost them, the other team, to score six unanswered goals. Can oh you name my. drop this person, Rahel?
1: Nick Dowd. <laughs> you are the chooch of the week. If you don't know who Nick Dowd is, what I want you to do if you're listening or watching this right now, go on Twitter or go on any social media, YouTube even, type up Nick Dowd, and this will probably be the, one of the most recent things that come up. Pause this podcast, go watch it, and then come back. And then you can laugh with me and Alicia. <laughs> it's un- it's it's unfortunate. Like, I don't think he did it on purpose, but like that is like there there's certain situations in hockey where it's like, oh, you took a penalty and the team scored and they tied it, and then it was like a close game afterwards. He literally cost his team the game. 100.
0: It was over by the second period.
1: <laughs> it's over. over. So for those of you who don't know, Brad Marchand gets a high stick from Nick Dad. It did look like it was accidental, it wasn't on purpose, but Marshan basically, like, I don't I think his nose is broken. Oh, but yeah. all bloodied up. He goes to the bench. It's a double minor for Nick Dowd. Boston is down 2 0 at this point in the game. Boston scores twice on the double minor to tie it. Marshand <laughs> comes back. I don't know if he came back during the power play or after, but this guy bloody on his nose and everything, just looking like a grizzled pissed off. Like you just hit me, and like you, you know, like I'm injured, but I'm gonna come kick your butt. And the Bruins end up winning seven to three.
0: Like, Alicia, how do
1: you – I don't know, Alicia.
0: (laughs) Hey, that could turn around a game very, very quickly. It happens all the time. Bad penalty to take. I know it must have been accidental, but you cannot give a team like Boston a four-minute power play. You just can't. Boston's a great team.
1: And the best part is, is like, you know, you give them a four minute power play, but you've seen that happen in other sport, like, or even just in hockey, you see that happen. And like, okay, they get one goal and they make it close, but the team holds on. It doesn't directly like yeah. you directly resulted in the tie. And then every other goal that came afterwards, because Boston just rode the win it for Brad Marchand, broken nose, haha, grit, toughness train. And they didn't stop, Alicia. 7-3 no. after you were up to it and nothing.
0: And here's a funny thing. If they were, weren't able to score on that power plate, the other team, I think, would have gained so much momentum from that and it would yeah. have been different.
1: Yeah, 100%. But, you, you see it a lot.
0: Yeah, but it cost them. So guess what? You are the chooch of the Nicked week. Nick Dowd,
1: enjoy your chooch of the week, man. <laughs> I uh, I hope you feel good about that one. That was uh That was a nice move there, buddy.
0: Well, this was a short little episode. I know we didn't have too much to talk about our teams, yeah. but there has been a lot of stuff going around in the NHL. We will keep an eye out on the Evander Kane situation. I think that it's gonna be happening in the next 24 to 48 hours, anyways.
1: I can't but, wait for him to go to Edmonton and everyone just implodes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm just I'm predicting it right now. Is he's gonna to go to Edmonton and Ken Holland's gonna be like, that's that's me improving the team. I'm not trading anything else. McDavid, it's up to you.
0: It, and I really think it's gonna turn them around over Hill. I really do.
1: We'll see. I'm going. I'm I'm not too sure, Alicia. I don't know. I could I could see it going very well, or I could see it just blowing up and the entire ship just sinks.
0: Well that'll be even funnier to me because Edmonton just can't win a playoff series. They cannot just win anything at this point with exactly. the talent that they have. So we'll keep an eye on that. But anyways, guys, thank you for tuning in to after the Buzzer Hockey podcast. We'll be posting videos. I think Rahil, we're going on YouTube, are we not?
1: yeah i think we're gonna throw it up on youtube we've got a couple people ask it so i'll probably throw it up on my youtube channel um you guys can go check it out i'm gonna pull up the the actual name here i'm just gonna post on my channel to start it's uh, the real chocolate thunder just go find me there um you guys can watch me and alicia just laugh half the time because you know we (laughs) laugh at how stupid the oilers are and the leafs blowing 401 leads you love to see it but alicia i'm glad we are finally able to get an episode and we finally felt good enough to do it finally
0: it's about time glad you're feeling better buddy
1: Yeah, you too. And as always, always, go sends go. Go halves go.